Each week on the New Hope Podcast, you'll hear messages and stories that are built on the bedrock of God's truth and discover practical ways to apply the gospel to your life and relationships. Thanks for listening and being a part of the New Hope family. Well, hello. Yeah. Yes, this is Marco Zambrana on the podcast today. <laughs> you guys yeah. don't typically get to hear my voice. I'm the producer, but uh, Jason couldn't be with us this morning. Yeah. So. Marco's a very uh, capable fill-in, so it's <laughs> I not appreciate a that, Pastor Keith. Yeah. Well, as always, Pastor Keith yeah. is with me, and uh, we're going to continue looking into, uh, deep diving into right. our sisteri- series on Hebrews. Yes. Um, first off, how are you today, sir? Doing well? I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, a lot going on at the, here at the church. We just had our student weekend, which yeah. was amazing. Yeah. I got to firsthand see a little bit of that and mm-hmm. just to see Jason and his element with right. the students. Um, yeah. Really great stuff. Um, That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's look into Hebrews today. Yeah. Um, so if you have your Bible, gra- go ahead and grab it. We're going to be in Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 and 14. A little short read today, yeah. but powerful themes to right. look at. Right. All right, so let's dive on in. See to it. Brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. Mm. All right. So let's just dive into that a bit. Yeah. Well, I, I think the first part of it, you know, as I mentioned Sunday, was the fact that he's speaking in the plural, not mm. singular. And we tend to, I think, in our Western culture, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, that whole kind of individualistic um, uh, perspective mentality we have in our culture. I think we allow that to bleed over into our theology sometimes. And into our church, in mm. the scripture, the New Testament in particular, and even Old Testament, I would make the same argument. It's not about us individually walking with God. It is it is about us walking with God mm. together. Mm-hmm. And he starts out with see to it, brothers and sisters, plural, mm-hmm. talking to believers. Talking about community, yeah. which is, um, remind me of the title. It was uh, a source. Yeah, security com- and community. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's step back a little bit. Let's uh-huh. try, try to get a little bit more into just the overall book of Hebrews since the yeah. whole point of the series is Hebrews. Yeah. If you had to summarize what the overarching goal of the book of Hebrews was mm-hmm. trying to get at. What would be two of the key themes? Okay, so so it's first of all, get to remember who's written to originally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we figure out when it's who it's written to. You figure out how it applies to you. Mm-hmm. And so originally, the the author of Hebrews, and it's debated on who is the author. It's one of the books in the New Testament. We don't know absolutely for sure. Was it Paul? Was it somebody who knew Paul? It clearly was somebody who knew Pauline theology and uh, understood New Testament uh, truth mm-hmm. because it, it's it's right in line. It's a very... Uh, it's a book full of exhortation, and here's what you, how you ought to respond, not just what you ought to know. So anyway, the uh, <clears throat> the the book was written with Jewish believers, and I've mentioned this a couple times, who were going through persecution, and they had found a freedom in Christ out of legalistic Jewish religion, mm-hmm. uh, and they were drifting back away from Christ because of their um, persecution of being tested. Mm-hmm. And so it's a 
it's a challenge for people, for those believers in particular, don't lean away, lean into Christ during those times and meet the time of testing and trust because he's superior mm-hmm. to anything you can try. I've got a cough just for a second. So I'm oh, gonna, good. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead. Take a swig of water. <clears throat> All of a sudden, my throat got itchy. We'll cut it. No worries. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So anyway, the, the first target is, and that's where we got the theme is uh, tested, you know, the, the idea that we're all going to be tested. It's how you're going to respond. That can make all the difference in your life and in mm-hmm. your relationship with Christ. So the the book, number one, to answer your question, Marco, is aimed at those who might be tempted to give up in the middle of the test mm. uh, and not follow through gotcha. with what God can do with mm-hmm. it. And so there's the main crux throughout. And that's why you see so much imagery because it was written to Jewish believers, that's why you see so much imagery all the way throughout Hebrews. And, of course, even the title of the book tells mm-hmm. you the focus. Uh, he brings in Old Testament imagery and references all throughout it because uh, that's they knew their history. They knew uh, what had gone well and what had not in the past. And he's connecting the past mistakes of generations mm-hmm. before them. Uh, to now, mm-hmm. their time in the New Testament time, and essentially saying, let's learn from our mistakes, learn from the past, don't keep repeating it. Mm. And so that's why he keeps bringing in that, that stuff. And he did related to the passage on Sunday as well. Absolutely. And how interesting it is that even for us as Christians, we have a very clear in Hebrew specifically, uh-huh. a learn from our mistakes. Right. Don't repeat the hard hardness that we had in the desert. Exactly. And I've always said the only, and I probably stole it from somebody, who knows? <laughs> uh, I've, I've always said that the only real mistakes are the ones you don't learn from. Mm. Uh, but, and I've told staff, you know, I've been here almost 11 years and I've told staff, by all means, make mistakes, just don't repeat them. Mm. Uh, because that tells you you're not really learning anything. Uh, mistakes are just a big waste of time if you don't learn from them. Yeah. And so that's what the author is trying to get them to do. They're about to repeat their same mistakes uh, as they drift away from Christ because of the being tested, mm-hmm. uh, persecuted in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's saying, don't do that. You're you're going to miss mm-hmm. so much in life and what who Christ is. The fact that he is superior mm-hmm. to anything you could ever put your faith in, you'll miss all that if you if you walk away. Yeah, yeah. And and you point out so aptly, uh, and now we're circling back to the beginning right. of this, where in verse 12a, it <laughs> emphasizes see to it. You're right, right. And great, great phrase, because that means uh, be very careful, look closely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just casually kind of glance at something. And then he says, see to it, brothers and sisters, again, in the plural. So Talking he's putting it in the context mm-hmm. of community. We're to do this for one another. So it's the kind of the perspective, the idea that you're going to gain a lot more wisdom from community than you will ever on your own and mm-hmm. isolated. Regardless how smart and discerning you may be, there's mm-hmm. more perspective to gain by having these relationships than not. Mm-hmm. And, and at the same time, 
I get that creating and working on these relationships is not just this, you know, it's not Walt Disney. It's, <laughs> it's like I said, porcupines hugging each other in the middle of winter. Great imagery, by the uh, way. <laughs> and I can't remember where I got that. I, there's I, so much stuff floating in my brain. Yeah, I you mentioned remember. it last year yeah. and it made me chuckle so hard. I remember it vividly. And yeah. then you brought it up this Sunday. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, somewhere I saw a cartoon, and I've got mm -hmm. it in my files somewhere probably, a cartoon of porcupines hugging each other so that's why i don't know that's probably why it's stuck but yeah <laughs> yeah so it, it's hard work is the bottom line yeah. to actually have genuine community but is according to god's word it is ever it is worth every bit of the the effort the pain the mm -hmm. struggle the frustrations that we have with each other whatever it might be absolutely and something that you brought attention to and something mm -hmm. i'd love to dive into yeah. further is talking about the heart Right. Um, we talked about, sorry, I'm trying to find the scripture yeah. here. Um, see that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart, heart that turns away from the living God. Yeah. And instantly my brain went to Jeremiah 17, 9. Right. Uh, the heart is as deceitful above all else, desperately wicked. Who mm -hmm. can know it? Right. Um, and right. you, you touch <laughs> on how individualism in mm -hmm. our society is so prevalent and, you know, how we all take our own spiritual right. journeys right. and, um, how that should not be amongst the body of Christ right. as a norm for our people. Right. So um, let's see, I had a question here. That's all right. <laughs> Why, if our hearts can be the most deceptive thing, uh -huh. is community important for creating a clean and pure heart? Yeah, that's a great, great question. So, you know, bottom line, out there on my own and isolated, and me too, I'm not, I'm not judging everybody and saying this doesn't apply to me. It, it very much does. When we're isolated and out there on our own, we can, like I mentioned, fool ourselves the best. And that's a biblical concept, by the way, out of Thessalonians. I believe I have to look up the verse uh, that we can fool ourselves. Mm. And so uh, it, you, you, we see this evidence of this all the time. And even in just secular culture, forget my faith, just common sense. You see people, uh, whether it's political decisions, whether it's theological, whether it is just values-based mm -hmm. stuff or anything in life, you see people who have this innate ability to convince them something that convince themselves that something's true even when it's not. Mm. That that we we hear what we want to hear, and we see what we want to see. And when you isolate from a community of faith as a follower of Christ, you the the temptation to do that is a hundredfold. But why? Because you have no outside voices. You have no, um, uh, it, it's, it's, you're going by intuition how you feel. You're letting how you feel mm -hmm. uh, dictate truth. And if you have believers that love you enough to speak the truth in love, they're going to say, hey, you're concluding X and mm -hmm. it's actually Y. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about that? Uh, they'll challenge you. They'll love you enough to say, I'm concerned mm -hmm. about the decisions you're making, the thought process you're, mm -hmm. you're taking in, and the choices you only uh, will make that could be harmful uh, to you or destructive. Mm. And when you're isolated, that is such a – when you allow yourself to be an island yeah. you, and you isolate from uh, a broader perspective uh, of, from people of faith, from people following Christ – now, listen, some people's perspectives are not worth listening to, <laughs> but but Hebrews is talking about believers that are genuinely trying to follow Christ and mm -hmm. grow. So that's the crowd you want to build community with. I'm not talking about nominal believers sitting on the sidelines judging everybody mm -hmm. or, or uh, believers that really don't give a rip, and you can hardly tell the difference between their 
their claimed faith in mm. Christ and anybody else uh, in the world mm. doesn't mean believers are perfect because we're not. Nobody is. We all sin, fall short, glory God. Uh, uh, but when you're really being genuine walking with Christ, Christ's going to speak, and he'll speak through multiple voices of community. Absolutely. And here at New Hope, we've recently started back in January uh-huh. a yeah. series and something that we hope to kind of imbue our DNA with yeah. here yeah. about being better together. Right. So yeah. can you take that concept of uh-huh. being better together in community and just distill it to why is it so important going back to the heart question right. of that heart change, that pure right. heart and how that can guide us with the correction of others? Because that's right. always a touchy subject for people who like to be individual. Sure. I don't want others' opinions. Sure. It's only my opinion. Right, right. And, and by saying, I'm not suggesting that you're not unique and that you're not an individual anymore. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about, you know, absorbing yourself into the, what is it, the Star Wars imagery? Or, oh, the Force. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the Force or um, Star Trek is the the, Bor- the Borg. Oh, yeah. I forget what the, they, you know, they were about morphing everybody into mm-hmm. this kind of cosmic one and you lose your individuality. So I'm not suggesting that. However, you as an individual ought to be willing to listen to wise people mm. and build relationships with wise people. So, um, uh, you, you know, in terms of better together, why? Why are we better together? Well, first of all, it goes down to you're going to learn more by taking a journey together. You're going to mm-hmm. stick with the journey when when it gets hard. Uh, if you've got others supporting you, encouraging you, or you them, mm. uh, you're you're going to go further down the road of faith and grow in life. So you're going to learn more, you're going to grow more, and you're going to have more staying power yeah. to deal with life. Uh, I think innately, even the biggest introverts on earth understand that uh, isolating yourself and and only thinking you're you're alone is not a healthy thing. I, I just think very few people think that living in a cave by themselves for their whole life is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if those, and this is no, no disrespect to anybody, but anybody that does conclude that, I have questions about the mental health mm. of that person. Because Absolutely. it's not how we're wired, according to the Bible and according to a lot of people in science, for that matter. Absolutely. And speaking of, yeah. actually, because it's kind of tangential, yeah. um, an interesting point. According to the National Alliance on Mental Health, uh-huh. so I was doing a little bit of research, yeah. kind of looking into the importance of community. Right. Uh, here's a quote from them. Fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Humans crave connection. Feeling accepted for who you truly are can give you validation and self-worth. Mm-hmm. Knowing there are people who support you and there will be there with you, for you when you are struggling provides a sense of safety. Right. And knowing you are needed, that you have a purpose, reminds you that you are valued. Community provides all of these qualities and more. Yeah. From a secular point of view, that's Absolutely. holistic, but that's missing community on a biblical sense, yeah. but does touch on everything, kind of. Oh, yeah. Well, in my estimation, it's like, kind of like the Maryland study I was quoting yesterday mm. about mm-hmm. laughter. You know, you're gonna, you're 30, 30 times more likely to laugh when you're with people than, mm. with, than you are on your own to find things funny and, and, and to see laughter in life. So I think that what you just quoted, along with that study and many other mm-hmm. sociological studies, is it's just proving what the Bible stated 2,000-plus years ago, um, that these are innately 
uh, needs within us. Now, I would argue, I'm not, this is off on a tangent, I won't go too far down the road, <laughs> but a lot of the secular scientists are not necessarily people uh, that they're, they're believers that, mm-hmm. that have a faith in Christ. And I would argue, where does that built innateness come from? It's got to come from a creator. Mm. It doesn't just happen. And so a biblical perspective is God has created you with this need for two kinds of community, one with him, mm-hmm. relationship with him. And he desires that, by the way, and has done everything to make that possible through Christ. And then number two, he's wired you and I for for a community, genuine, deep relationships with one another. It's there. Yeah. And the secular world is recognizing what the Bible's basically been saying long before they even came into existence. So. <laughs> it's very interesting. And I like how um, kind of tying both of those, uh-huh. uh, the quote and what you just followed through up on, you touch on two points uh, for security and community. You uh-huh. touch on community is a source of encouragement and right. community is a source of protection. Right. So we've talked about encouragement, how people around you already can impact you, can right. lift your spirits, you can laugh with them. There's so much benefit to the encouragement side. Can you touch a little bit more on the protection side? Yeah, and we I think the pandemic, unfortunately, has been a two-year, almost two-plus-year experiment on this very thing. Mm-hmm. Do we need each other? And because there's been times with the pandemic we've had forced isolation and distancing mm-hmm. and the whole bit. And I even think, and I'm not, this is not a, a pro or anti-masking um, comment, but I even think when you have to cover up part of, your, you know, two thirds of your face mm-hmm. that we lose something in attachment communication uh, mm-hmm. with one another. So all that taken together has created isolation uh, and, and loneliness and depression and all the 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 downward spirals of things. Mm-hmm. So we've seen this in my estimation uh, for two years, mm. and I don't know how you could possibly miss the damage uh, done to people's uh, mental health, their spiritual health, their health. Mm. Uh, by being isolated from one another. So once again, life comes along and proves what God's Word says. Absolutely. That we need each other. Absolutely. Uh, So, uh, you know, it's to me, it's just so apparent, and I don't mean to sound haughty, but it just seems so apparent what the Bible teaches is true. Mm. Um, And so why waste time arguing that point? Let's get on with it and, and follow where the truth leads. Yeah. Um, you had a really wonderful quote. Uh-huh. I'm not going to read the entirety yeah. of it, but it's a really great quote. And if, if our listeners at this point, mm-hmm. have you've listened to this conversation and you've not been encouraged to go back and listen to the yeah. sermon, I encourage you to go back. Um, the quote is quite wonderful from Max Lucado. Yes. If I said the last name correctly. That's correct. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, it's the last bit of the quote. Uh, when you enter, when you interlock your understanding with mine mm-hmm. and we share our discoveries when we mix mingle confess mm-hmm. and pray right. christ speaks yes it's that last part absolutely he, he speaks uh in the context of community quite often now it's not that christ can't speak to you individually mm. when you study and read his word you pray i mean he'll speak to you but he speaks through community quite often, and you see examples of that throughout Scripture over and over and over again, Old and New Testament alike. So 
Uh, I, it, that's why community in part is so critical. And, and Locato hit the nail on the head. And even the first part of the quote that we're not taking the time to read, which is fine. It's a big quote. Uh, he j- leads up to why mm-hmm. and then fleshes out what are the implications of community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you boil it all down, you go back to the Hebrews wandering around in the wilderness. Well, what was the issue? Was it navigation issues? Were they just <laughs> losing their way? No, that's not according to what the Bible teaches. Mm-hmm. They wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years, so close to the promised land mm-hmm. that they that God wanted them to experience, by the way. But they did not experience it, not because of lack of GPS or somebody didn't have a good map. They 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 lost that opportunity because of a hardened heart towards God. They would no longer listen mm. to the voice of God as a community and and therefore didn't have purpose, didn't have direction. So therefore mm. they were aimless. They could not experience the goodness that God wanted them to experience because of their own choices and their hardened hearts. So the second generation, thank goodness, learned from their mistakes mm-hmm. in that same story. And they did get in and cross over into the promised land and met it with challenges, by the way. That's mm-hmm. a whole other story I don't have time for. <laughs> yeah, but Joshua. when they crossed into the mm-hmm. promised land, it wasn't all roses. It was just worth it. Uh, the journey was worth it. They had challenges of the giants and all the things in the land that they had to deal with. But uh, the first generation didn't even get to experience that. Mm-hmm. And it all boiled down to this, they, they could no longer hear the voice of Christ, the voice of God. Mm-hmm. And that's what Locato, I think, is getting at in part. Yeah, no, completely agree. Um, actually, let's let's not quite turn everything, but just mm-hmm. in how we were talking about community, was there a time for you, Pastor, mm-hmm. where accepting community around you and then accepting the humility that it t- took to hear the correction and love of others, um, why do you think, because for many people, it's a blow to their pride sure. to accept their weaknesses and ask for help. Right. From your experience... What would you say? Why would you say it's the hardest thing to do for some people? Yeah, well, I think that's why the Bible says pride comes before the fall. Mm. I mean, you're going to crash and burn if you let pride rule your life. <clears throat> and I can relate to that on a personal level. I, uh, the thing I hate admitting is when I'm wrong, <laughs> whether <laughs> yeah. it's uh, maybe especially if it's two people that I'm close to, like my wife or kids or family or close friends. Mm-hmm. You know, when I blow it. Uh, hopefully I'm letting God lead me to the point of saying, you know, I'm sorry that you're right. You're exactly right. I, I, I was wrong in whatever it is, uh, mm-hmm. something I said or the, my thought process or whatever it might have been. Uh, but I'm, I'm telling you, I've got the pride animal within me as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to, even when I know I'm wrong on the inside, I'm okay with admitting it within, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, letting it out into the open. And being vulnerable, I think, is part of it. But what I've discovered uh, over time uh, in life is that when I'm willing to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and admit when I don't know or I've blown it or whatever, I don't lose credibility with people. I actually gain it. It's when I insist that I never make a mistake mm-hmm. that you lose credibility and lose the opportunity to really know people and live mm-hmm. and experience the abundant life that Christ said he came to give yeah. in John 10.10. 10. Mm. So. Absolutely. 
Um, so kind of wrapping up uh-huh. or landing the plane, yep. let's talk about a couple practical points. So okay. what are some practical ways for our people here at New Hope or those nearby us that mm-hmm. can plug in here at New Hope for community? Right. No, that, that's a great question. And so uh, it's I kind of alluded to it Sunday. I didn't go in depth. But if you come to New Hope on a Sunday, let's just start with Sunday. We've got what we call hope groups, which are basically Bible study community groups uh, that meet every Sunday, 8, 15, 9, 30, 11. We've got all kinds of groups for adults, for students, for kids. Um, and we make a big deal, and I make a big deal out of those because that's where the community is built from. You don't build community by sitting in a worship service, although that's valuable. You can be encouraged by that. You're not going to get to know people when you're sitting in a room full of hundreds of people worshiping Mm. together, as valuable as that is. That's not going to do what Scripture says you need. So we're going to encourage you, let us help you find a hope group to be involved in, and we're always looking to create more of those because that's important. We also have here that I think helps build community, Mm -hmm. uh, groups that serve together. They try to make a difference. Uh, Backpack ministry, VBS is coming up. We're Mm -hmm. we're looking for volunteers there to make a difference in kids' lives. This weekend, you just mentioned it. We had Jason, as great as he is, um, our, our student pastor, um, he, he, and he would say this, he could not do any of that without a volunteer stepping up and saying, I will sacrifice my weekend for the benefit mm. of these students mm-hmm. and then do it. That's how you build community. You, you serve alongside with other people making a difference in fulfilling the purpose of, of Christ in your life. And it builds relationships that are meaningful. It's kind of like um, soldiers that go to war and survive it. They come out on the other side with a bond, and you see that with, you know, all the time. They'll tell you people mm-hmm. have been to war together. There's just something about experiencing the hell of war and surviving it together that you come out closer in a relationship they didn't have before. Absolutely. So Absolutely. If people are struggling uh-huh. to get out of the house yep. and get off online, because you so aptly put, um, yep. it, it's about yeah. being here, not here yeah. as in our physical premises, right, right, but right. about being in community. Yes. Um, just to get out of the house, get to any church that is biblically sound. Yes. Why is it important? If possible to do so, just yeah. for getting out of the house. Yeah, and I want I, you said if possible, and I want to be respectful because we've got members here that haven't been back to New Hope on site mm-hmm. uh, for the whole two years now, <clears throat> and, and in some cases, uh, and in some cases I may not know, but they do have. In some cases, they have legitimate health concerns, challenges in their life that it, it, they can't risk that, and I. I my heart breaks for them because I know they've got to be dying for a community as much as anybody. Absolutely. And so I think our groups have done a good job at reaching out to those people, at least by phone and other uh, lesser than means, if you will, to keep in touch and try to be a point of encouragement. Uh, but nonetheless, so if you've got that, I get it. Uh, but there's probably the vast majority of us that that's not a reality. Uh, and it's just a matter of choice and mm. seeing the value of developing community in a community of faith at mm-hmm. a church that is, again, biblically based and pe- they preach and teach the real Jesus mm-hmm. that's in Scripture. Uh, so assuming those things, those foundational things, uh, it is so so key. you got to take that first step. 
if you ask friends that may go to church, if it's a Bible-believing church, where mm-hmm. do you go? Go with them. Because I know it's weird to walk. It's hard. Mm-hmm. That first step's the hardest. When you walk on the campus, you don't know anybody. That's why at New Hope we try to have, and I don't know other churches do too, we try to watch for people that look like the deer in the headlights, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and try to help break down those fears as quickly as possible mm-hmm. in order for them to, to feel at home. And we've had a lot of good, I've had more conversations with guests on Sundays, for example, that talked about the fact that just people around, it wasn't an organized deal, just people at New Hope saw them and helped them and made them feel right at home. And uh, so, yeah, you, you've got to take the hardest step, which is the first step, when you don't know a group of people and just give it time. Mm-hmm. But it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think if nothing else, it's always a good thing to remember, especially I'm more of an extrovert. Right. I, I know some people are introverts and, and um, my wife is one. Right. And she definitely recharges by herself or, you know, right. reclining Some or something. Off, right. that. Yeah. But that is not an excuse to not being around people. No. And, and more importantly, if this is something that is actively w- changing my heart and mm-hmm. for me to be in that community, I need not only people to just be around physically, right. but as you said, being in the community, involving myself, mm-hmm. being there just to pray with others. There's right. so much power in just offering prayer with someone right. and sitting in stillness with right. others. Right. In listening and doing. Yeah. So you, you make a, a good point. We're not talking about simply attending a mm-hmm. church. I'm talking about, and I keep using these words, engaging mm-hmm. in a community of faith in, in a church a body of believers. It, that is so critical because what that means is things like you'll take the time to listen to one another mm-hmm. you'll take the time to pray with one another and for one another uh, you'll take the time to have dinner with each other you're just going to take the time you're going to burn some time mm-hmm. to build the relationships and, and be involved so it's not just attending because you know attending's not bad that's a first step mm-hmm. by all means come to worship and attend get the feel for what you know, new hope or any church might mm-hmm. be like uh, but only community is not going to be found there. You've got to dig deeper. Uh, and I'm just telling everybody it's worth mm. it's worth the effort and the fear you go through or whatever the anxiety you might yeah. go through. This is not about personality types, and I mentioned that several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not introvert, extrovert. This is need. Mm-hmm. You've got a built-in need for genuine community. I don't care what your personality type is. Yeah. It's that yeah. whole It's that hole that we all feel, whether you're a believer or not, there's always a hole that we're trying to fill. And as believers, we know that that whole hole is only filled by Jesus Christ Christ. and being the body of Christ. Right. Um, Yeah. Powerful. Thank you so much. You bet. Uh, Thank you for filling in. Of course. (laughs) Looking forward to diving in next week with you about the value of spiritual growth, which is such a beautiful transition point. It's connected. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you feel encouraged... Or if you have questions, please email us here at the church, um, pretty much anything at discoverednewhope.com, pastor, myself, yeah. um, just go ahead and look us up. And right. if you're ready to take that next step of faith, I encourage you, please be in prayer. We are also here to help walk you through that process. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, we want to connect you to anybody, uh, the body of Christ, wherever you live. So it doesn't right. matter if you're here in Austin, Texas, Cedar Park, Leander, or if you're across the world, we want to make right. sure that you are connected to a body of Christ that will help fill yes. your soul and feed into that as we look at the value of spiritual growth next Next week. week. See you you. then. Bye-bye.